Good day, fellow investors. Welcome to the Modern Value Investing Podcast with Sven Karlin, where we compound investment returns as well as investment knowledge in order to help you achieve your financial goals. Good day, fellow investors. Today we're going to discuss diversification because everybody is telling you to be diversified, right? If we look at Ray Dalio, he's saying that diversification is the holy grail of investing and that by finding 15 to 20 uncorrelated revenue streams, you can reach the same return for much lower risk. So it is logical that each one of us has to have 20 different investments. However, some other guy named Charlie Munger calls it bonkers. And in this video, I really want to go through the concept of diversification versus diversification, the cost and benefits of having more or less in your portfolio, concentrated versus diversification, so that you can pick up out what is best for you. That's the key. There is good in both theories, but the key is that you find what fits best you. We'll discuss the number of stocks, go through our template, see how it fits and how it makes you feel better. And then I'm going to add a few concepts that are often overlooked and that is diversification over time. I call it temporal diversification. And another concept is the diversification through your income. You are likely net adding to your portfolio, you're adding your income which is also a part of the long-term process of investing and in diversification that's often overlooked. And then we're going to conclude with a personal perspective and you'll see where you fit. If you like this approach to investing, click that like button and consider subscribing if you haven't. Speaking of personal things, don't forget that the price of my research platform where I share my concentrated but also large portfolio because some people need 20 ideas, need 20 stocks. So I have a large portfolio that I managed with 20 position and my personal concentrated portfolios with we are now to five core positions, just bought one yesterday. So check that out before the price goes up end of the month. Now diversification versus diversification. You have this, Charlie Munger discusses how diversification guarantees ordinary results. While we have Ray Dalio saying how you can reach your expected returns with reducing your risk. So ordinary results and expected returns. Of course, if you expect the ordinary, then diversification is definitely something for you. However, if we compare Charlie Munger to Ray Dalio, Charlie Munger's return is almost 20% per year. Ray Dalio's return with all his beautiful mathematical models is equal to the S&P 500. His benefit and something probably very valuable to all those rich people that he manages money for is that he gives stability. So much less volatility. You don't see this 50% declines that are normal for the stock market. And Ray Dalio tries to smoothen that out by delivering an equal return. So he does a great job. He's paid greatly to do that. But the result, the difference is ordinary expected versus 
amazing. So if we compare the daily journal with the SAP 500, so daily journal Charlie Munger, he made, what is this? From 1991, 30 times his money. Comparing to the SAP 500, if you invested there, you made uh, with dividends likely 15 times your money. So 30 times versus 15 times, it's a big difference. And that's also what Charlie Munger states that you have to see whether you want to focus on absolute long-term returns or relative long-term returns. And yes, Charlie Munger did underperform the index for a long time. This is four times up for the S&P 500, while for Charlie Munger, that period was pretty bad, just a double. And here Charlie Munger states how academics have done a disservice to intelligent investors or how Ben Graham calls us enterprising investors that want to do more than just average. If you're happy with the average, you can stop watching here, you can buy an S&P 500 index and you will do good over time. If you want more than the average, then keep watching. And that's also the key. And Charlie Munger says that the whole concept is almost insane because it emphasizes feeling good about not having your investment returns depart very much from the average investment results. But why would you get on the bandwagon like that if somebody didn't make you with a whip and a gun? And also, Charlie Munger says that maybe just 2% of people will come into our corner and the other 98% will believe what they are told. But let's first discuss the costs and the benefits of diversification a little bit more deeper. If we look at what diversification means, of course, if you have more positions in your portfolio, then your risk for your portfolio is equal to the market risk. And that is the purpose of diversification and further also as Dalio says with 15 to 20 good uncorrelated return streams you can dramatically reduce your risks without reducing your expected returns. What's the problem here? As Charlie Munger says that what makes in great investors is the few a handful of investments over a lifetime that do really, really great. And you have to train your mind to find those. If you are constantly aiming for the average, you will miss those. And you definitely will not find 15, 20 of them. You will find a few over a lifetime that will do great. And that's the difference. Why would you invest your money in the 15th possible investment when you are most likely to do better with the top three. But going on with the benefits of diversification, uncorrelated assets with the same return, and that is beautiful mathematics, but also totally correct. If you can find uncorrelated assets with the same return, the more you add of them to a portfolio, the risk here that's also key. The risk is measured by the probability of losing money in a given year. So how volatile is the portfolio? The risk goes down. With 20 uncorrelated assets, the probability of losing money in a year goes down to 11% compared to 40% for just one stock. So that's the beauty of 
diversifying and if you can do that then you do like Ray Dalio and you have lower volatility but the same return and this is the problem the same return let's look a little bit at the returns available now of uncorrelated assets let's start with the REIT okay dividend yield four percent for store capital that's also likely the future return four percent if we look at the 10-year treasury constant maturity rate uncorrelated a little bit 1.63 percent per year if we look at the dividend of barrick gold the gold miner we are at 1.49 percent yield if we look at the s&p 500 we are at a dividend yield of around two percent as covid earnings come back also if we look at my stock market template that you can download if we look at the expected returns for most stocks we recently did the dow 30 recently did also the european stocks 20 index and you can expect returns of around 5% for from them over the long term so we have treasuries 1.6 stocks 4 5% somewhere in the range there and if you create a bunch of such uncorrelated returns yes your volatility will be much lower your risk but your returns will be the average of all those asset classes and that will be likely 4 5 percent but with less risk and now it's up to you okay am i happy with that or i want more if you want more then you have to accept that volatility ups and downs of the stock market of your portfolio is not risk risk is something else risk is the business going bankrupt over 10 20 years risk is losing your money as a permanent capital loss risk is not what the market tells you risk is and in the next video will be about the super investors of graham and Dodswell, and the exact opposite is with value investing if you buy a dollar bill for 60 cents it's riskier than if you buy a dollar bill for 40 cents but the expectation of reward is greater in the latter case the greater the potential for reward in the value portfolio the less risk there is so low risk versus high reward and that's also another specific of focus am i focusing on stocks prices stock prices going up or down all the time then yes it's better to be diversified but if i focus on businesses and buying them cheap while their intrinsic value is much higher then the lower the risk is the higher is the return another example here if i look at my comparative stock list on my research platform i have for now five core businesses that i'm happy owning this i have to adjust then it will be higher i'm waiting for the new numbers but if i compare it to other opportunities there are just a handful of businesses that really fit the portfolio and then i look all the other publicly analyzed stocks this one you can download for free the other one is on my research platform you can also check there is a 28 day money back guarantee so you can check everything and see how it fits you but all those businesses lead to low or average returns so you have to see what are you going to focus on high absolute returns or average returns without risk average returns which is still good five six percent compounded over 30 40 years you will do good or you want to focus on above average accepting more volatility 
maybe not, maybe yes, but focusing on totally different things. And then I want to add a few other concepts to this that makes it easier to be a value investor. First, there is temporal diversification, something that nobody talks about. And what if I can find now in 2020 one good business? I'm happy with that. It's a great business. I'm happy to put my money into that. Next year, you find another one. And then you already you start buying that. You start adding your money into that. In the third year, you find something else that's good. In the meantime, these other two businesses have grown, have increased their dividends, allow for more compounding because those were good businesses. And so over the years, you accumulate a portfolio of great businesses. But if you start now and you put your money into 20 businesses just because you have to put your money, then you will get average returns. But if you put now your money into the best business, next year again into the best business, then over 20 years you will have a portfolio of great businesses for above average returns. Those businesses will compound and then after 10 years the compounding effect starts to kick in and then you really start enjoying that return on investment from great businesses. And also something that few discuss is income. You have your portfolio, yes, well diversified or not, but you have to keep in mind your income that will be likely coming in with dividends, with your job, whatever, whatever your financial lifespan is, but that income will allow for further diversification down the road. So that's also something that is often overlooked. So always think, okay, how will my income develop? And always compare also that to the concentration or diversification of your portfolio. So I have two concepts really that are key. Good businesses spread over time, so to achieve diversification, and income spread over time to achieve even more diversification. And then you might have more courage to focus on the core businesses that you own. But there are also factors factoring in this diversification that are different for all of us. We have ignorance. If you don't care about investments, if you don't want to learn, well, be well diversified and diversification is protection about ignorance. If you want to own more businesses just for fun, 20, 30, well, you have plenty of them here with all the researchers and you, I'm sure you'll find something or here or also on my stock market research platform. Risk, what is risk? Is it buying $1 for 50 cents and then there is no risk or is it what the market tells you? That's also something you have to decide for you. Are you going to aim for expected returns, average returns, or you will be looking for the highest possible absolute returns with low risk from a value perspective? So those are the questions you have to find your answer because we are all different. And then the final focus for diversification, are you focusing on stock prices? Are you letting the market guide you and not serve you? If you own businesses, then you take advantage of the market and you use the market as a servant because stock prices go up and down all the time which means it those go down which means there are always opportunities to buy something on the cheap like tech stocks now or chinese stocks now etc so it's all a process i hope i have given you some value with this video and some interesting concepts to think about don't forget to check my research platform because at the end of the month, the price is going up and you can lock in your 
subscription forever at the current price. So when inflation comes, the platform will be cheaper and cheaper for you. Thanks for listening. If you have any comments, please let me know. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a five-star review as it means a lot to me. Thank you. And I'll be speaking to you in the next episode.